Do you like waffles? Yeah, we like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yeah, we like pancakes. Do you like French toast? Yeah, we like French toast. Dip, 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 dip. Can't wait to get them out. Waffles! Hello, good evening, welcome to the Sports Waffle. Matt Myers here, as always, joined tonight by Nick Owen and Jonah. And we've had our first sick note. We'll have to get in, make sure he gets a doctor's note on his return. But Adam is sadly not with us this evening. He has uh, taken to his bed early with, I believe, a migraine, did he say? Yeah, migraine. That's a southerner's headache, isn't it? I'm going to hold my hands up and I will take the pain. I hate migraines. It's one of the worst things in the world. They absolutely kill me. Uh, and if it's a southern thing, that's fine. I'm a southern shandy drinking fairy. Not a problem at all. I, I've never had a migraine. No, I don't think I have. I don't think I have either. I feel like I'd we know what it was if I had it. We probably have, Nick. We just went to work and manned up. Yeah, we but probably just carried on stiff upper lip and all that northern, northern toughness. Yeah. I think yeah. it's to do with Didn't brain count. size. So as, as a southern had the bigger brains, we get more pain in it, you see. <laughs> I think it's just the fact that living up north is just a constant migraine anyway, because it is a bit grim up here. <laughs> How are you anyway, gents? You good? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Just tired. Oh, I imagine you're not bouncing off the ceiling, Mr. Nicholas. How many goals well, have we managed to put past um, the kids or whoever they were playing against? Well, it was seven at half time, but it was eight the, the whole game. It's a bit of an anticlimactic yeah, second half. Half-time team talk is a bit rubbish. <laughs> I think the half-time team talk, he probably just sat them down and uh, just told them to, to just take it easy, to be fair. I mean, 7-0, it was an absolute thumping. Um, I think we had something like nine shots in the first half or eight shots and seven of them went in. So I watched some of the goals. Bar. I watched some of the goals. They were really good. Like, it wasn't like it was just like seven or eight tappings. They were all on their own would have been decent, you know, highlight goals. Yeah, the, the eighth one, it, it, despite the fact it was the eighth and that's the one that will get lost in the game, is the one that's the, the one, oh, the, what a finish. If you get to see it, it's Kieran Dole and he tops his hat trick off with a first time left-footed side footbally from outside the box. And if it was Messi or Ronaldo that had done it, it'd be talked about for months because it's such a good finish. But it'll get lost because 8-0. Yes. Well, he's on loan. Is he on loan still? Oh, we still own him. That's good. Again, because of FIFA. Go on. How pessimistic a fan are you, Nick? (laughs) Because Um, I'm I'm going to ask a question here. If that was me... Right, and I've got two games left, so my my United, uh, you know, need two wins from the last two games, and we won eight 0 I'd be going, we've we've used up some of Sunday's goals. That would have been my <laughs> first thought when we seven 0 Oh God, geez, we've used up, we've used, we need that one for the weekend. <laughs> well, to to be fair, normally I am fairly pessimistic, but it's more just from being a realist and being a season ticket holder. I know how shite we are usually, but. Of late, I mean, if you score eight goals, I don't care. You're playing eight goals, that's a good performance. So, Charlton at the weekend, they didn't look all that good the other day. So, hopefully that's another three points in the bag and hopefully that'll see us safe then with with the last game. But nothing guaranteed. We've still got two big games left yet. I've got a fella that sits in front of me at Trafford. And like some, I don't normally get into just before kickoff, but some days, you know, you're getting a bit early and you're there, they're, they're having like a shooting drill. And if anyone misses, he's like, bloody hell, do you play getting paid mega money to do that? <laughs> anyone scores, you're like, don't waste them, don't waste them. Fans are fickle. Uh, yeah. To be fair, there's plenty of times we have a goal that they warm up and, and shoot in at the side of the, the proper goal. And there's been many a time I've watched players firing in shots and, and thinking, we're not scoring tonight. If this is what we're doing in warm-up, God help us in the actual game. <laughs> I think you're meant to be crap in the warm-up though, aren't you? 
<laughs> get all get all the rubbish get ones out, out of the way. System. Yeah. <laughs> Try and kill a few people in the crowd. <laughs> Speaking of fans bit, and their uh, then general upset, I've just trodden the dog. Um, Washington Redskins for all oh, the Washington American football team to n- name to be determined. Now, I don't know much about PR and public relations, but if I knew there was a story coming out like there is today in the Washington with the Washington, with the Washington team, I would have saved the name change publicity until the other story landed so I could cover it up somehow because it looks like a bit of a shit show. Have you got the details there, Nicholas? Yeah, I have. I've just read prior to coming on that according to insiders and anonymous Washington Post employees, uh, a damning article soon to be released about the formerly Washington Redskins, which will allege the following. So team owner Dan Snyder abuses drugs and alcohol, and along with former head coach Jay Gruden, brother John Gruden, would hold sex parties with rampant drug use and sexual assault. Snyder and Gruden pimped out their cheerleaders, whatever pimped out means, to season ticket holders while holding their passports from them in foreign countries. Cheerleaders were also forced to um, to pose nude during photo shoots with Redskins suite holders being given access to the images. Prostitution, basically. Um, Snyder is alleged to also have paid off officials with at least one ref having made $2 million from him. Snyder is reportedly not the only NFL owner paying refs around the league. Shock. And the last one is Jay Gruden and the Redskins running back Capri Bibbs were sleeping with the same woman. And when Jay found out, he got petty, benched Bibbs uh, during the game that Bibbs was on the bench, Bibbs' replacement missed a block that resulted in quarterback Alex Smith breaking his leg and nearly losing his life. Smith has had 17 surgeries and hasn't been able to play football since, all resulting, apparently, from a petty disagreement of two people sleeping with the same woman. I would go with so many questions we'll go through this, this one by one. My general opinion here is to shut it the fuck down and move it. I would kind of go, you know, just wash your hands of it. Washington is done. We're going to go and build this franchise somewhere else. Right. Let's go through them one by one. A billionaire abusing drugs and women. Uh, not really a story. I probably imagine they can get away with pretty much anything. So next, next one's next one. So the, what was the first one you mentioned? The first one was the, uh, just, read, just read them. We'll go through them. The first one was the billionaires with Gruden having sex parties with yeah, loads so of drugs the, and alcohol. Yeah, the drugs and stuff. The second one was the pimping out of the cheerleaders to season ticket holders while withholding the passports in foreign countries and also making them pose nude during photo shoots and giving those pictures to uh, Redskin suite holders, so I'm assuming the executive box holders. If they put that in a movie, there would be riots about that happening. Oh, no, there's no way that would happen. It honestly sounds like the most horrendous thing I've ever heard. If that's, A, if it's just allegedly, which pretty much means it's going to have happened. Um, but that sounds atrocious. It is essentially are... prostitution. Mm. Jones? <laughs> there's, there's a joke in here around the Washington owners of Sin 53 tits running around every Sunday. Anyway, why did they need photos of more? <laughs> but Indeed. Yeah. I want to check very carefully. Yeah, it's one of those ones with just a skirt around it a little bit, skirt around it. Um, that's atrocious. I mean, the, yeah. the, you, you kind of picture those sort of things are what they desperately try and make sure don't happen because they are things that could definitely happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if the cheerleaders and the football players is always synonymous from high school and all that sort of stuff. So you imagine as it gets up to the professional levels, it could get very, very seedy. Um, so I would have thought, you know, you look at the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, it's very much a prestigious thing. They've worked very hard on it. Um, but the, um, that does sound atrocious. Shall we move on? What's the next one? Yeah. Got some... Next one? The next one was... Um... 
Snyder alleged to have paid off officials with at least one ref, made two million from him, but apparently not the only only NFL owner to be doing that. So I don't know if maybe that's a case of it's been leaked that he's sort of going he's sinking ships or might as well sink the others while he's there. So that that could be interesting to see what comes out on that. That from a is the worst two million ever spent. <laughs> they yeah. are. 142, 193 since he took over. Nice. And he's been spending money to get it better. Wow. I think... <laughs> Wait. Way to go, Dan. I know, yeah. It's not particularly good work. <laughs> if you break those down, though, you've got the, the moral side of things, which are the first few points. From the NFL's point of view, that one is the most criminal to, to them because if they're paying off referees... At a point when America is legalizing sports gambling state by state, that is damning in itself. Because if you've got owners paying off refs, that is horrendous for the image of the sport. I mean, this whole Washington thing is a terrible look. This is a dreadful look. That actually affects the whole of the NFL. Because if he's saying other owners are paying off as well, um, that's going to have some serious ripples. I mean, we That's know the, the one I think I'm the least shocked about, though, you know, because I'm, I'm surprised. It's obviously, when stuff like that happens, you're not going to hear about it unless stories leak. But I would almost assume that that does happen in most sports when you've got millionaire, billionaire owners at the helm and there's a lot of money and reputation at stake. I reckon there is definitely substance to that and I would not be surprised if that opens up a bit of a can of worms and it does come out that there is other NFL owners that are paying refs because I mean you you, you watch the game yourself you watch sport and you can't help but feel sometimes that refs favour certain teams not naming any teams rhymes with Buse England For one, Buse England. That's what you pulled Buse out of all England. the things, you, <laughs> of all the rhyming you could have used. That that is the first Buse. thing that popped yeah, to actually, mind there. I I had to think, who the hell is Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> is, he, is he a quarterback? <laughs> but not not you know. There's been, I mean, you can't buy a penalty in in Foxborough with. You know, when Tom Brady was there, you couldn't you couldn't look at him the wrong way, and the refs were float, throwing flags about. So, I'm um, not to say it is happening in New England, but I would not be surprised if it is happening around the league. That one's the one that probably least shocks me there. Do you know what? When you say that, and in all sports, there's some countries I think it's completely prevalent or prevalent, yeah, prevalent. prevalent yeah. I would reach, I'd be shocked if it was happening in English sport. I, I think, I, I just, I mean, people go, oh, he's biased, but what I think is a good indicator of the referees is when everyone thinks they're biased against your team because it's genuinely doing a good job. It, you know, they're, they're not meant to be favoured. The thing is, as Nick says, if you, watch in, if you watch any play in the NFL, there's a chance to throw a holding flag, uh, an elite contact flag. Do you know what I mean? There's always those opportunities, and it's, you'd never get picked up if you didn't throw one. Or you could throw one when wanted just to you know just to kill it. You wouldn't have to make a game-changing decision like in football. You couldn't, you know, it'd be clear and obvious if you give a penalty or give a big in American football. You could just stall a drive with a holding penalty that probably yeah. is there. Do you know what I mean? And oh yeah, that that could be well, the difference because it is a phased spot where the players materialize in phases rather than it being a whole 45 minutes, one half, 45 minutes, the other half. Like you said, if a foul gets given in football and it's maybe on the halfway line, no one bats an eyelid. But if a flag gets thrown and that's the difference in keeping a driver alive that might have been third and long and then that Mm. gives you a first down, that could potentially lead to a scoring play and that could potentially then lead to you actually you know winning a game or losing a game but like you said it can get lost in the game itself because there's so many players where you see things happen and you think 
that was, you know, Aaron Donald, I'm convinced, gets held on about 80% of plays because there's no other way to stop him when you watch him play. Um, but it, you can't throw a flag every time it happens. But because of that, you're always going to, if you look at the penalties at the end of the game, there's always one team that's got, you know, nine or 10 penalty flags against them that game. You're not surprised by that because it's just what happens in the game. But it, depending when it happens, it could have favourable consequences for one team and not so much for the other. Mm. And it it's could also be good. very even, sorry, to balance out. Like, if I was trying to make sure that the Rams beat the Seahawks, I could avoid holding penalties or, then, or blow them up a couple of times, like you say, on Aaron Donald. But then I could even out later in the game when the game's won. I mean, when chips sorted, throw a few flags and go, oh, I wasn't biased. Look, I threw eight flags that way and eight flags that way or whatever. Mm. I think it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying it's happening, but it wouldn't shock me at all. No, that's a good point. Were there any more more in there, Nick? And the last one was just about the Redskins running back, Capri Bibbs. uh, Apparently sleeping with the same woman Jay Gruden slept with. See, I think that's the story. I think the the bit about the the leg breaks a little bit kind of, you know, it's like having an argument that's... with someone and bringing up historic stuff. It's just kind of like, yeah, well, you could say that, but then he also could got hit by a bus. So it's, I don't. Think well, the know. thing is with the thing is with that as well is they're putting it on a miss block, and it's there's nothing to say if Capri Bibbs was in there that he wouldn't have missed the same block. Yeah. So. That that's I think that's making a story where there isn't one, but the story there could definitely be that Jay Gruden and you know Bibbs were both sleeping with the same woman, and that might be why he was then benched. Mm. Wholly believable. Yeah, not going to lie. I think ha- I have you ever heard of Capri Bibbs before nope. today? Could you never tell this? No. You could give me twenty I mean, minutes in Google. I couldn't tell you we played for. He's never he's never started an NFL game. Interesting. So. He played 10 games in that, uh, not last season, season before or whatever. But I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if they were staring each other's porridge, for use of a better phrase. Oh, oh. But, but... Wow. There was, there was mean, at least I, 20 better phrases. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got it. Hey, you need images. Pictures, pictures <laughs> worth There you go. Oh dearie me! Um, right, what was the other one? Oh, JJ, what update? What was that, Nick? Yeah, so um, JJ, what? Um, obviously, been in contact with um, NFL Players Association. Apparently, some of the players have been on calls in the last couple of weeks. So it was—he's more just provided an update on what the season may or may not look like, and not too much in the form of surprises to be fair uh, what he's basically come out and said is that the players want to play uh, want to obviously be as safe as possible um, they've not received a single valid infectious uh, infections disease emergency response plan whatever that is from any team or the league um, don't know if there's going to be any pre-season games um don't know if there'll be daily, semi-daily testing and stuff like that once the season does start. Um, and he also said that they don't know how a potential positive COVID test would affect contracts, rosters, spots on the roster. Um, obviously, these are 53-men rosters, so it could have quite a big impact if someone is tested positive and he's been in contact with other players, I suppose. It is a massive team sport, isn't it? So um, apparently nothing been agreed uh, regarding what training camp will look like and and how the ramp up period will work, um, that's pretty much it. So, all a lot of everything's still up in the air. No one seems to have much of a, a clue of what's going on, and we're no clearer as to whether the season's going to go ahead and what it'll look like when it does. Now, I know um, fanatics' general belief is there's not going to be any training camps because they released their uh, training camp uh, where. Well, certainly the hats and stuff uh, the other day, and they were the summer sideline wear because they can't call them training camp. But there's not going to be a training camp, so they <laughs> they've obviously <laughs> taken the uh, the guess that that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot up in the air by the looks of it. You know, like you say, they've they've obviously got the injured reserve players that they can get if someone was sprained an ankle, they can go off for a few weeks. I think they're going to have to make that much more fluid 
um, for for teams and players. And I think as well, it's going to come down to who tests positive. You know, like you say, if the third string quarterback in the quarterback room tests positive and you lose all three quarterbacks, that is huge oh, um, yeah. in terms of what you're looking at. So I think there's lots of things they need to work out in terms of um, logistics. And like you say, what is the um, you know disease response? If someone gets it, how the hell do we deal with it? Because you're never going to know. Speaking of which, disease response, Mr. Jofra Archer, Pillock, um, they finished the test match in uh, Southampton. Decided to pop home, bearing in mind they're meant to be in the, uh, their own bubble, decided to pop home to, I believe, Brighton is where he lives. Yeah. Um, and then travel up to Manchester. Didn't bother telling anybody till after he was there for a couple of days. Said, oh, yeah, I popped home. I saw, I'm going to assume his mum, let's say, for instance. She then had to have a test to make sure she was negative, and thankfully, so as not to ruin the test match she was, or whoever it was. Um, but he's now been, he's on the naughty step, having his food delivered to his room, and he's not allowed out for five days, which I think is bloody hilarious. I go absolutely mad. Um, but that's one player in a very small cricket team, and they've managed to nip it in the bud quite quickly, and it was a negative test. That's a positive test at the NFL with 53 players. That's going to be a disaster. I've got so many issues with this story. Oh, go on then. Fire away. One, right. Why are they driving up on their own? If if we're in this completely secure bio bubble, why are they not on a coach? 100%. 100% agree with you. I mean, Southampton to Manchester, not a short journey. How are they going to fill up with fuel? I mean, like, do you know what I mean? It's stupid thing you might have to encounter. Secondly, what he's done is daft. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. But what I think is really important, and you, you, you touched on. You said I'd be going mad if I was him. He's a 22, 23 year old lad who's made a big mistake. Who's going to get slaughtered. He needs support now. I mean, if you, you've only got to read a few of the Twitter comments, like, what an idiot, should never play again, should be banned for a year. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Really? It's a stupid decision. I saw, yeah. one, I saw one guy say, um, he's not immune, uh, should be dropped um, uh, too soon for test cricket. And what, one guy was like, he's had like three, five wicket hauls already in very few test matches so far. Like, a, I don't know who he went to see, so we'll, we'll ignore that. But let's say it was, you know, let's say, for instance, it was your mum and you were going between there and there and your mum rings you and she's had a... Something's happened and you've, you've got to go. Carry on. I thought you went, you meant to visit my mum. I was like, well, <laughs> I've got a different side to this story. <laughs> but it, there might be a reason he's gone to do it. And like you say, he's a 22-year-old lad. There might be something he wanted to go back and get, or he might have forgot his lucky pants. Is there all these sorts of reasons that he's probably not thought about the consequences of? You know, he might have just popped in for a cup of tea, was there 10 minutes, picked something up, and then drove to Manchester, not thinking that, well, that's kind of, that's my bubble, that's my family member. And I didn't know there was people talking about that. They are all absolute fucking morons. If you think that, you know, that is. I mean, Freddie Flintoff nearly drowned on a pedal across the West Indies and no one called for him to be kicked out of the team. He lost a captaincy, but, you know, Joff Rarch just probably got home to see someone. That's a bit a bit extreme. Yes, he needs a bollocking. Yes, he needs to be a bit more sensible because we are living in trying times. But the reaction of doing that is a bit over the top, in my opinion. Nick? Do you know what? I think, we, I think it's partly just society though nowadays i think people just love finger pointing and and telling telling other people how how, how bad they've been and you know i i wouldn't behave like that and you just, you've got so many it's like a do-gooder kind of society i think where you cannot make a mistake and if you do and you're in any sort of high profile sport or in a sport where the cameras are always on you you get absolutely slated for it um, I mean, like you, I agree with you, Matt. What should happen is, yeah, he should get a bollocking. Yes, he, sh- he maybe should be educated on why not to do that and what Im- what impact it might have had and the consequences of it. But 
you know, let's not let's not make it something it isn't. He's he's in the test side on merit, and because of his performances and what he's done, doesn't doesn't change that at all. Um, is is it stupid? Yes, but is it something you know? the government guy got slated for it, didn't he? But that was right at the start of the pandemic before all these bubbles and things like that had even happened. And he was driving here, there and everywhere was it Cummins. Um, you know, he's still in a job that got brushed under the carpet shortly thereafter. So I don't think he has a job. I think he's a dictator. <laughs> That's technically a job. I wish I was a dictator. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, oh, I was going to say something then. I've completely forgotten. Yeah, halfway there. What now? He's halfway there. Indeed. Um, oh, on the on the topic of petrol. So we had a we had a puppy as as we've talked about before, uh, and I had to drive to South Wales to get the puppy, and um, thought, well, I've got to make sure I made sure I got loads of fuel. I had you know a few snacks with the car and some drinks, and then. I thought, right, I'm not going to, didn't drink anything from when I left my house to get the puppy. I only started drinking a quarter of the way back because I knew there would be nowhere to take a piss on the way back because the service stations were all closed. And about oh, 25 minutes after I had my first sip of drink, I immediately needed a piss. So I had to stop in a lay-by and have a piss. And there was like a, st- literally, I want to say it's a stream of people, all of us just standing in this lane going, me for a piss? Yep, me too. And there's a kilo of cars. <laughs> <laughs> of people just go, well, nothing's open. I'm just going to have a piss here. So basically, I'd imagine if you open your car windows between about two miles from the Welsh border, it must just think of piss. Either way. Brilliant. Right. We are approaching another Formula One weekend. This time we are down at the Hungaro ring. So it's time for Nick's picks. So, Nicholas, what are your picks for this weekend at the Hungaro Ring? Because you did fucking brilliantly the last time. Uh, two, two weeks of losing bets. Not, not a good start to the season to, at all. And to be fair to you, week one, I don't think you could have picked that in 100 goes. No, definitely what was your, not. What last... did you pick for week two? What did you go week two? I, I was... I was, I was cautiously optimistic about week two there was a nice little seven to one on um sergio perez top six which he started far back on the grid but he made his way up there um i think did he finish sixth something like that he Um, was far off did he lose it or did he make it well i think he was fifth but then i think he had the photo at the line with stroll and ricardo and i think he did finish sixth um, but what was also in that bet was the two Alpha Tori cars uh, were to finish in the points anywhere. Um, I think one of them may have done, but the other one did not. Um, so sadly, that, that didn't come in week two. So the bookies are having a field day with me at the moment. <laughs> it's all right. You're just loading it to them, mate, to win it all back. It's fine. <laughs> so what's your predictions for the Hungaro ring? Um. I mean, I, the betting wise, I've not had a look so far, and there's not much in the uh, in the betting stakes in terms of requester bets as it stands. But I cannot look past Lewis Hamilton. Um, one, is or, it eight? He's won or something like that. His most winning track sorry? or something. Lewis Hamilton holds oh, the records for wins or something here. Yeah, I mean. One thing I did know, so I was speaking to one of my friends about it earlier, is Bottas does look like he's got a bit a bit more of a bite to him this year, uh, which might make it interesting in a shortened season because finally, you you can nod off if you want, Jonah. Uh, we'll we'll be brew, back with Jones. you in five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Bottas, it, with it being a shortened season, it might be interesting if he does pick up a couple of early wins or a couple of early podiums, he might might push Lewis close, but I can't see past Lewis Hamilton. And to be fair, them Mercedes cars look rapidly fast compared to the rest of the field. Mm. So, yeah, barring any disasters, that's I can't see past that. Yeah, I'm sort of torn between wanting Bottas to win another couple just to make see how Lewis handles the pressure, but also kind of wanting something disastrous to happen, like Mercedes just lose all their engines, they all sink or something, or something explodes, just so we've got some form of competition or they've all got to drive around in, with sandbags in the cars or something like that just it'll get a bit repetitive if they just fuck off again 
there is a there is a ten to one big six dominance, which is both Mercedes, both Ferraris, and both Red Bulls to finish top six, which seems like a stretch given how the Ferraris have started. <laughs> but they've got to, they have to turn it round. It can't carry on like they have done in Austria, and that car is better than that. It's not great, and it's not the Ferraris of the past, but there's got to be, be a point in time where. Yeah, I mean, they should at least be, you know, if they're not third and fourth, they should be pushing fifth and sixth, like you said. You know, you'd like to think that a Ferrari this season is, you know, equal or better than last last year's Mercedes, which is basically what the racing point car is. So, mm. I mean, that's got to change, but... What are, the, uh, Ferrari, what are the odds on the two Ferraris just to finish? <sighs> <I> mean, <laughs> After the last two races, I wouldn't... So, right, then who's your, what's your top three? What order are you going for, Nick? I'm going to go Hamilton, Bottas, and we'll just go Verstappen to round it out. I think that's so I'll go. Safe one. I'll go. I think it's Lewis all the way because it's his favourite track. I'm going to go Lewis. I'm going to go Bottas, but I'm going to go Albon. Albon oh, comes of age this weekend. That's what I think. He's going to have a nice, going to have a good weekend. Anyway, that was F1 and Nick's picks for this week. Quite like Nick's picks. Yeah, you have to get you a theme tune, Nick. I'd rather see Dan Dan Schneider's picks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. As I said before, I don't think Ofcom regulate podcasts, but if if anybody on this podcast is going to get us banned, it's you. Legend, I'd... Uh, yeah, just add, alleg- add, add allegedly, and we're fine. There you go, we're fine, we're all good, we can crack on. Right, Mr. Derek Henry got paid a tidy sum of money, I believe. Was it twice the, um, what's it called? Oh, it's not franchise free agency, tag. thank you. Twice a franchise tag or something, so it's a pretty decent looking uh, wage for Mr. Henry. But this gets us on to uh, my new idea for a segment. Which is oh sorry, trying to dog again. Um, which is you what, mate? So I'm gonna I have a proposal for you guys to listen to, and you can argue either with me or you can side with me. So see what you think. But my opinion is this: there is not a single running back in the entire NFL who I would pay. I would just quite happily go out, draft a free agent or a rookie, and I would pay my offensive lineman all the money. Because I genuinely believe it makes not a jot of fucking difference who that running back is if my offensive linemen make massive holes. That's my opinion. Who would like to argue with me? Or are you going to agree with me? Jonah? I, I don't think all the offensive linemen are that important. Personally, you can get by with like one good one on each end a bloke at centre who doesn't make a mistake and two bounces. Oh, he's off. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah. I think we got most of that. Did you hear that? So are you siding I, with I, me or are you siding against me? I, I think there are the odd generational running backs that can do more than one thing. But unless you can catch and receive, I'm sort of on your side. Running backs don't matter. Position does, people don't. Nick? I am going to disagree. (gasps) Bring it on. Because I think there's two positions on the offensive line that matter, and I think that is left tackle and centre. I I, I agree with you, Joe, unless you're a a left-handed quarterback, obviously, in which case right tackle is quite important. But... um, I think that you can fill the rest of the line with, you know, decent enough players. Yeah, I I watched the Rams last year. Their offensive line was dreadful for two-thirds of the season. But then in the last third of the season, it came to because they just gelled as a unit. And probably 60% of the line were backups, really. They they, they probably won't be starting in this coming season um, and they were starting because of injuries so they were people that we'd maybe drafted in the fourth, fifth round, sixth round developed over a couple of years whatever 
my thoughts on it is that the running back position seems to go through stages where you get quite a few, like you said, generational players and they get decent contracts, but then there seems to be something that sets the running backs back again. So they go through periods, peaks and troughs, where it becomes a really relevant position and then it becomes a position where teams change their mind and think, well, we we can do the committee back thing. And it worked in San Francisco last year. The Rams look like they're going to try it this year. However, my opinion is, if you have a Christian McCaffrey, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, you know, that a kind of running back like that, then that is what you're building your offense around and you should pay that player. Of all those people you mentioned, how many won a Super Bowl? And how many run by Super Bowl? Last, last few Super Bowl winners, fairly sure I can't name any of the running backs, I think. Not necessarily true. But here's, my, here's where I come from. Okay, so I agree. You don't necessarily need to pay all of your offensive linemen. But if I, had a, if I was the Eagles, let's say, I want to make sure Jason Peters back in the day was paid. I want to make sure that – is it one of the pounces at the centre for the Eagles? I can't remember. So I agree. Let's make sure they're paid. But I'm not going to pay a running back the sort of money they're paying Derek Henry when I could pay two wide receivers – to remove two cornerbacks and probably both safeties out of the game. So I'm basically paying my five big units and, and any running back on their what, four linebackers, four, five, six, seven, eight, and three line, three line, sorry, four linemen and three linebackers. So all I need is a half decent quick lad and we're just going to run sweeps. I genuinely think you could, you could do the, you know, get a chunky tight end like George Kittle. You can block that down. I genuinely think you could spend your money better because there's a story's forever. I mean, you had uh, Eagles last year. That second round pick came out, was an electric running back. You had, they always seem to be these running backs just pop up out of nowhere. And then you look at someone like Reggie Bush when he came out and he was, it was like he was playing with kids when he was playing in college. He gets the NFL, dog shit. You know, he was all right. He was mainly a kick returner. And, you know, he would have been, he should have been the prototype. I don't think a team should pay running backs. As an exception to it, do you not think that it is dependent on the team circumstance at that time? So if you look at the teams that have paid running backs recently, so Zeke Elliott springs to mind, um, Lev Bell got paid, Todd Gurley got some money, uh, but then his knee obviously issued there. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's been paid. Derek Henry's been paid. When you look at those running backs, even Zeke to a point got paid. You look at those running backs on those teams, those teams aren't really in a position to pay the quarterback mega bucks because they're not great quarterbacks. So Ryan Tannehill, for example, is on a decent contract, but he's not a great quarterback. So can you rely on him being the guy going forward? The Panthers just paid McCaffrey. Let's be honest, that is their offense. McCaffrey and DJ Moore. Teddy Bridgewater is not a franchise quarterback. So, again, he gets paid, not handsomely, but he gets decent money. Same with Lev Bell. He went to New York Jets. Who did they have? Darnold, rookie contract. So, who do you pay? You pay a running back that's going to protect your quarterback a little bit. Um, I think it depends on circumstance because, like, Derek Emery is, is literally... You know, they went on that run last year where they beat Baltimore in the playoffs. They beat, was it New England, the other team? Um, And they were very, very close to beating the Chiefs. And the beating heart of that team was Derek Emery because they'd found something that worked. And Derek Derek Emery was just rushing the ball for five yards a carry. So what they found that worked was the offensive lineman moved all the big boys and Derek Henry was left on cornerbacks and safety to make himself look like a second Superman. So I agree. Do I? No, I don't. I still wouldn't pay him. I just, I, I, I think you could get away with it. You know, I think if you look at the Titans, if Tannehill's your QB, give him some weapons, in my opinion. There must be someone out there you can go and pick up. So you think, okay, so if you're the Titans and you go to Derek Henry... Nah, we're good. And he goes off and goes to Indianapolis. Well, 
Who's allowed at the 49ers who's asked for a trade, Jones? Mustard. So you go and Raheem pick Mustard. him. Yeah, so you go and pick him up. He's now your running back. Great. I've got a great offensive line, and I'm going to go and add a free agency wide receiver. Let's say Antonio Brown, if he's not gone nuts. And then I'm going to add a tight end. And all of a sudden, I've given Tannehill weapons to make holes for my running back. To me, if you're running back, like you say, you're paying the running back to block, just play offensive linemen to block and pay a running back to score your touchdowns and run the football. That's kind of where, where I think it will be. I do agree there are some exceptions to the rule, but I don't think Derek Henry is one of them. I think... I, I think... I don't... Go on. I was just going to say, I think Derek Henry, he has been paid, but when you look at his contract, he's not on, like... He's not. He's probably he's a top earner in terms of he's probably one of the top ten best pay running backs. In fact, I think he is. Is it fifty million his contract is? But when you look at what some of the other running backs have, that's that's not bad really. That they've got him at a quite a good discount there. I suppose his age might come into that because he's like twenty six, twenty seven now. So you know the kind of running back he is. He's maybe got another couple of seasons in him before his tires start showing wear. Um, but like he he has been paid, but at the same time, they've they've not paid him to a point where it hampers their offense, where they they can't then recruit again. I don't think. I'm more he's concerned there. about the the contract they've given to Tannehill. To be fair, yeah, that one talks you as well. I think we'll he's their franchise quarterback. <laughs> yeah, mm. and I think I I go so far to say I wouldn't pay Q money. Say again, mate. You cut out. I wouldn't pay QP, QB big money. No. I, I would. I, I think it's proven with the numbers. The success is you get your QBs in the middle of the road money, either rookie or like Tom Brady, took team-friendly deals. That Mahomes deal is great for him. It's great for the club because they've got they, you know, the Mahomes jerseys and everything they're going to sell. But, you know, that's what Derrick Henry's there for as well, isn't he? Derrick Henry is the face of that franchise. I, I personally don't think the Chiefs make the um, Pro Bowl. Not Pro Bowl. AFC Championship. Were they AFC or NFC? AFC. Um, I don't think they won't make the AFC Championship game. I don't think they will. I think there's going to be... They'll start to implode. Same thing happened at the Rams. I mean, we're going slightly off topic, but I agree with you on that one, that I wouldn't pay. I would, I would tear it. There's a couple of QBs, and I do think Mahomes is one of them. However, this deal was ludicrous where you could give them average receivers and they can make something a bit more extraordinary happen. But there are very, very few of those. You're probably looking at Jackson if he carries on like last season. You're looking at Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady in his prime, not sure right now. Maybe Russell Wilson. But after that, I'm struggling to see any of them worthy of a contract, even like the contract that Garoppolo got, I thought that was extortionate. So I think I agree with you that, you know, again, it's money's better spent elsewhere. If you've got someone like McVeigh and you say to him, oh, just so you know, we're giving you these three great receivers, an absolutely stellar tight end and three offensive linemen that can move houses, I'm fairly certain he could win you a Super Bowl. What's happened now is they've paid Goff because they kind of had to. And now you've got the off. Was it two of the offensive linemen left? Certainly one of them from the from the left tackle or left guard. Someone disappeared off. So oh, I think Saffold left. Yeah. There you go. So I, that I agree with you, Jones, on that one. That actually, unless your QB is going to do things on his own, and Mahomes proved that he kind of could. There was a couple of runs against the 49ers. That one of them, I do believe, was kind of game changing, where. He sort of just skirted. No, well, the 49ers just sort of waved him by. But that's kind of what you need in order to kind of deserve the paying, I think. But I certainly would go as far as to say that QBs probably sit a little bit. I would pay a couple of them. Running backs wouldn't pay any of them. I think you can go and find someone. What? Go on. Derek Henry is going to be the tenth best paid running back next year. So they've not really paid him then. I mean, it's, it's it's spread out. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a, it's not a terrible deal. He's not. He's. I mean, 
if you look, and I, I can see what you're saying, above him, you've got Melvin Gordon, McCaffrey, an all-star, Kenyon Drake, who's on the tag, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, who, let's be honest, I'd look pretty impressive in the Giants team. Leonard Fournette, who had one good, one really good year. Zeke, David Johnson, who Arizona managed to manage to get rid of, and Le'Veon Bell. So he's not, he's not mega mega money, and he does, he does, you know, he, he can be involved three downs, you know, especially in the playoffs. But as you said, they just leaned on him, didn't they? Yeah. So have you got the list there? Yeah. How how far does that list go down? Who's the twenty eighth um, best paid one? Jesus. I'm just out of curiosity. Just go pick me anyone from about twentieth down. Average is twenty. Three and a half million, but he's on a tag as well, isn't he? Right. Pick me a non-tagged one from somewhere around there. <laughs> Raheem Mostert is the 24th best player paid. He wants more. He's on 3.1 million. Well, we can have 3.1 million this year and play for me or we can fuck off. And I'll just, the, I'll just the, take the next person in that queue. Do you know the what next I mean? That's... one, yeah. The next one down yeah. is the backup for the Panthers. Who is? So they've got one, Mike Davis. He gets 3 million. I mean, obviously, with a list, if you're earning a pound more or a dollar more, you go up one place, don't you? And there's very, you know, very similar figures for very similar players. But the Chiefs, Chiefs running back, Damian Williams, isn't in the top 30. As you said, they won the Super Bowl. The prosecution rests, Your Honour. Or defence. My defence or prosecution, I don't know. Whichever one I am, rests. Uh, cracking. I quite like that. We'll try and get a few more controversial ones. I kind of want all of you to be disagreeing with me. That'll be more fun. But, uh, yeah. You're outvoted two to one, Nick. <laughs> I, will, I will close my, I will close my, my final, final statement on it is that I do think there's certain, there's certain times where they shouldn't be paid. So, for example, when Le'Veon Bell sat out for the season, I wouldn't have paid him the year after. Melvin Gordon sat out. I would not pay Melvin Gordon. I didn't like the money that we gave to Todd Gurley, but I understand at the time why we did it. It's just a shame. I mean, Todd Gurley was maybe worth the money had that issue not been there with his knee because if, you know, again, the offense revolved around him. Hmm. So I think there is a few exceptions where I would say I would not pay that running back. But I think if you've got, a McCaffrey generational type running back or a, a Zeke Elliott. Um, and you've got a fairly serviceable offensive line that can make a player like that effective, then I don't see why you can't pay them because I don't, there's, there's very, again, with similar to the quarterbacks, there's, there's a few top tier running backs and then you've got a lot of good running backs that will do you a job but might not change a game for you. So I'd, I'd put Damian Williams in that category, for example, from Kansas City. Um, you know, that Sony Michelle, New England rode the coattails of Sony Michelle the year that they beat the Rams in that really low-scoring Super Bowl. Um, they, you know, he, he had a good run in the playoffs and then he was good in the Super Bowl against us as well and just grind our defence down towards the end. He's not really replicated that since. But again, I wouldn't put him in that top tier of running back, nowhere near. But there is certain running backs where I just think if you don't pay him, another team will. And that, you know, someone like McCaffrey can literally be the difference in you having a, you know, a good season or a bad season. But sometimes it depends, I suppose, on how, how well or how shit the franchises run as well and the players you put around them. I, th yeah, I think it's how well you can draft, isn't it? Like, I mean, for example, the, the Chiefs who've got a superstar quarterback, they don't need an excellent... They don't need Christian McCaffrey, but the Panthers absolutely pay McCaffrey this year because no one would want... You know, they had to pay almost a, 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 like an extra charge on to keep him because he didn't want to be there. You know, he's looking at that team thinking, I want out, and they're saying, look, we'll give you the mega bucks... 
and we'll try and get a good college QB in the year after. And it's, you know, it's almost paying a tariff or an extra charge, isn't it, for being shit, in essence. I think there's a difference if you've got, like you say, McCaffrey, if they can kind of structure that deal where they just pay him a shit ton this year, and it certainly, it kind of wanes down the next few, what, winds down the next few years, because they know they haven't got to pay anybody else now, and they're probably not going to win a lot. That's slightly different. That's not overpaying a running back, overvaluing you versus other players. That's, we've got a load of money, we want you for five years, and we can pay you, you know, we can do a 55 million guarantee, but guarantee 30 of it this year, because we haven't got to pay anybody else. That's slightly different. What I'm saying is, if I've got a choice between paying the running back and paying an offensive lineman, I'm paying the O-line every day of the week. Cracking. Right, a couple of things to wrap up on tonight. Um, as we've, in fact, what would be good actually, Nick, you're our, you, you two actually are our Twitter guys and our Facebook guys. Put that out as a poll and see what the jury says that are the listeners, uh, all seven of them, uh, and see what they come up with. Um, in other news, um, American Sports Apparel are now running fully licensed, I'd like to point out, from Warsaw Council. Um, some raffles for jerseys and a few other bits and pieces, uh, all with the aim of promoting American sports in the UK. So if you know of a sports team that plays so baseball, basketball, ice hockey, softball, uh, lacrosse, um, or American football, uh, get in touch. We have a little fund being developed so we can uh, help out clubs with certain things in their time of need. Speaking of which... Um, if you are listening, uh, Essex Baseball Club had some lovely youths pay them a visit, uh, I believe, over the weekend, wasn't it, Jones? Yes. And they basically put the windows in and destroyed their clubhouse to lovely effect. Uh, they have got a little GoFundMe set up, so if you can spare a couple of quid, pop that in there. If you can spare a bit more than a couple of quid and fancy entering for a jersey, enter with us and I will try and donate some of the money this month to help that fund uh, and see how they get on. Right, chaps. We should be back on well, what day is it today? Thursday today, isn't it? Thursday, Monday. We will be back on Monday. Well, we'll be back on Monday. You'll hear us on Tuesday. Have a cracking weekend. We'll see how Nick's picks get on. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.